Toto. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. You're listening to Out of Oz, a podcast from Building 28 Church. Welcome back to another episode of the Out of Oz podcast, a podcast by Building 28 Church, where we confront the fantasies and fallacies of modern day Christian culture with compassion, conviction, and courage. Just got to believe, man, and fight through it. <laughs> See, that's memory work right now. You know what? Yeah, Aaron. I mean, it's only been like 23 podcasts now. So. <laughs> it's been like a month since we've done one, right? That was impressive. Uh, we have on the show today a couple friends, one newer friend and one older friend but old and but, older but, 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 but old, old, older older it's no, like older, it's fine like i am embracing no, 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 no. It. older in the sense of like we've been friends for a long time i get what you mean but you could have used better words <laughs> well you know what man i don't mind long time friend one, one of the good things about having a long time friend is you know what does and what doesn't offend them so and that doesn't that is all, that offend, is so anyway my 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 um more lengthy friendship we'll put it that way miss <laughs> carrie brown <laughs> it has been a while miss <laughs> carrie brown thank you for being on the podcast today some, it's gonna be fun. Like we always have fun, especially this topic. So thanks. Yeah, I think awesome. fun, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Miss Amy Finley, a newer friend, uh, a shorter friendship, but uh, anyway, vivacious, spunky. <laughs> but both of these ladies. So anyway, I don't know about that. We'll, we'll see how things. They're literally today. the worst intros I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> All right, uh, let's let's just jump into it, you know okay? What, These ladies have a lot of it knowledge and experience is. in this in this topic, okay? That's why they're here, and we're going to get their perspectives, and they'll you'll learn about them as they talk. And Aaron, yeah, you know what? I'm Aaron just a fly on the wall today, man. <laughs> Normally, I, th- I feel like I'm in the passenger seat of the bus that you drive, but today I'm just kind of in the back. Isn't that cute how he says that? Right, right on the windows. Nobody I'd rather have riding shotgun, man. Just yeah, nobody. there you go. There you go. Um, well, okay. that, that that just elongated the terrible intro. So let's go. I think everybody liked that. All right, so. The the purpose of this podcast today is to talk about education, educating our children in the church, Christians educating their children, okay? However we want to frame it, it's a big decision every parent goes through. We'll talk about how Pastor Aaron's um, thoughts and ideas on this may have changed from before he had kids to now that he has always kids. Always reforming, bro. Yeah, and that's that's the best thing about him. He's always getting better, right? He's always, yeah. always getting better. Um, so when we talk about it, let's just open it up by talking about the four of us, how were we schooled and how did that have an impact on kind of how we do things now with our kids? We all have kids in the room and, you know, use whatever experiences with yourself, with your kids as to how you kind of formed your opinions in this section. Um, I was homeschooled from about kindergarten to 12th grade. So all of them. The 12th grade, is that what you said? Yeah, 12th okay. grade, yeah. Graduated as a homeschooler? Sure. Okay. <laughs> do they do, There's do a they lot do behind that. There is a lot behind that. I'm so excited. Um, I think for me, it had a a negative impact on me for homeschooling. I think my parents were well-intended with what they chose, but I also think it was the cool thing to do at the time. It's what everybody was doing versus asking themselves some questions and really praying about what's the right decision for all of us. Were your parents Christians? Yes. So that was the purpose of them doing the homeschooling? Sure. I'm, I don't. I don't know your. I don't know either <laughs> no, of your guys' I mean, family think, past. Your immediate family now. So yeah. I mean, I, I think so. Okay. Um, I would say yeah, but I think one of the things that we should think about or ask ourselves three different questions regarding 
whether you're choosing soccer or choosing um, to be a dentist or anything you choose to do, I think there are three questions to ask yourself. Are you passionate about it? Are you gifted about it? And is it your purpose? And so for me, passion, I'm very passionate about singing. I'm very passionate about dancing. However, you ask my husband, I can't do either one of those very well. Like, Aaron would never ask me to be <laughs> part of the band because I don't sing very time. well. I don't know. I, yeah, I do. I, I plead with Peter mm-hmm. to, to bring his I mean, chops. I get so many emails. Can you please join the worship team? I'm like, guys, fine. I will. I, I see will. what you're saying, though. Like, there's people that are very passionate about something, but they have no gifting to actually sure. accomplish not, that thing. Yes. And so I think asking yourself that and, you know, if, if you're gifted in it like a dentist, I'm not going to do a home filling for my kid. I'm going to send them to a dentist who is gifted and equipped, and that's their purpose to do that. Look at Amy here. I'm jumping straight from my experience to what I'm doing now. And and I, I want to point that out because I think we all react to I our agree. upbringing, our experience. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It's been very interesting. As a matter of fact, Peter's mom has pointed out many times that I grew up in a home that doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, no tattooing. And I and now look drink, at him. <laughs> I smoke pipes, and I've got m- much ink on my body. And so I think there is just a natural proclivity within the human heart to react to what we were raised mm-hmm. in. How about you, Jerry? How was, how was education for you? Traditional public school all the way. Um, Obviously. Right. I'm it just going to sh- say that about everything. I don't, I don't know what the conversations are going to be, but it's like homeschool, obviously. <laughs> Most of my education, honestly, has come from homeschooling my kids. Okay. And I was a straight A student. I mean, I was your exemplary student. Like, the teachers liked me. I got good grades. It seemed like I really had it going on. And as I started homeschooling my kids, it really only took a couple of years to be like, wow. Wow, the things I didn't learn. Mm. And just interesting to note, we had been at the church for three, four years at least. And I was always really impressed with Aaron and his, you could tell he's well-educated, his academics, um, just his his love for books and his voracious desire to learn. Continue. Yeah. 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 Gonna gonna <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I'm going to have Carrie come and introduce me every, every No, I was really impressed by that, but I didn't know for a good three plus years that he was homeschooled. And when I found out he was homeschooled, like we were homeschooling. So I was like, okay, yes. Here's an example of where it can work and you get the result that I am hoping for in some ways. Yeah. But you also got to deal with like being awkward and not having any friends. Right, so before, and- before we go into your diatribe against the homeschoolers. Um, <laughs> it's just a joke. I love all homeschoolers. I've got so many homeschool friends. As Carrie pointed out, I was the majority outside of four years where I was in a Christian school mm-hmm. um, in elementary school. I was homeschooled all the way through, graduated. My mom took it very seriously. And there, there is a difference between a parent who, who is impassioned and is at least skilled enough to get the right curriculum and resources in the hands of their kids. And where my mom wasn't as competent, she would hire tutors, like private tutors, to, to have us uh, educated in chemistry or calculus Just or like whatever like the Kennedys. There's, yeah. th- that, there's such a misnomer about homeschooling that you, the mom, do everything. Like you teach everything. Therefore, if you're not good at science or you're not good at math like me, that what are you going to, how are you homeschooling your kids? But I do the same thing where I'm not good at something and where me taking a book and reading it still makes me not good at something. I find someone who is. And typically in that case, it comes to your point. I find someone who's actually passionate about that subject Mm -hmm. and let them, them do that. I'm still overseeing it. I'm still involved and aware but I let the passionate person do it. And, and that 
That is happening in homeschools everywhere where different people step in to help each other. That's why it's it's a community because if I'm great at something, I may bring your kids over and instruct them in that. And if you're great at something, you may do that. So it's not that one person, because that didn't even exist, that one person is passionate and gifted at all subjects. I don't know that you're going to find that. Mm-hmm. I do remember begging my mom to put me in public school. In high school. Yeah, I think everybody does. That I think every point. homeschool you know, I, kid does. I remember, I remember doing that. And, and to be honest with you, love you, mom, love you, dad. I hate to admit this, but I'm super grateful that they didn't. Why do you hate but, to admit that? Well, just get over but, that, man. man it's, it's okay. It's Give hard, your parents some I mean, props. It's, it's been 22 years. Um, no, I don't. I don't hate to admit it, but the um, the reality is, like when I look back, all the things that were kind of besieging the time of all my friends, my parents refused to let me engage with. So not just in the educational realm, but also a lot of hobbies. I mean, we did play sports, but um, we never had a video game console that like we were wrapped up in. They were always putting books in our hands, very little television. And so all the the movies and shows that my friends were quoting and talking about the, the newest video games, I was out of the loop and I felt very detached. Um, and I know you're going to talk about the nerdiness of that, but it, it, it kind of propelled whether you home educate or you send your children to school. I feel like that's lessons that I've learned now as a parent of um, there's so many things in our society and culture today, in addition to schooling that educate our children. I agree. Like very much so. And having, having literature in your hands and, and art and, and things like that where you can express yourself served us well and continues to serve, I think myself, my siblings. So a couple of things to start. I think that's a different podcast and a it different is. topic, right? Because I don't think that nec- I think that should be done and and you should set those parameters and we can talk about what's appropriate in another podcast, but just talking about schooling, I think it's cool. I didn't I didn't know this. I didn't know everybody's background here, so it's cool we have a couple homeschool kids, public school kid and I was private school all the way through K4 of to course. 12th grade. And that shows. Until I went <laughs> to the greatest college, that was a public college in the United States, the Harvard of the South, Florida State. So, <laughs> so anyways, so Good I was luck. private school, Christian school the whole time. Um, and I, I look back now and say I loved it. I, I had a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. I think it set me up for success. But I got in trouble all the time. Like I had plenty of problems. It's not like while, while I was there, I would have told you I hated it plenty of times. I knew every principal very well on basically a first name basis, that checks um, out. the ones that spanked you and the ones that gave you M&Ms and tried to like reward you to mm-hmm. make sure you didn't come back again. Neither really worked, but you know, I, I enjoyed private school all the way through. Um, and we send our kids to private school. So it's like, you talk about how it seems like the three of you kind of didn't like your experience at the time, although you've changed your tune and are doing something different with your kids. Um, and I think that it's, important to figure out why, what did, what we all thought about it. None of us just kind of went to a rash decision and said, Oh, because I did it. My kids are going to go to private school. Like me and my wife talked about it a lot, as I'm sure you all did as well. So Carrie, the first question I want to ask is you said, and it kind of goes on what you and Amy both said. So I'd like to get your perspectives on this. So you said something like, I'm really good at teaching certain subjects. Somebody else is good at teaching other ones. So I bring in that person, they teach them. I still oversee and, you know, watch what my kids do and do stuff like Aaron's saying, make sure they're not just watching TV and doing video games all day. What difference do you find in homeschooling your kids, but letting other people teach them versus sending them to, and we're going to eventually get into the private school versus public school, but let's just say sending them to school. Yeah. It's, there's so many facets. Like you said, you could have like five different podcasts just on this topic. Mm -hmm. Um, The difference is I'm choosing who is teaching my child. 
And I choose people that I know uh, teach from a biblical worldview, Mm -hmm. who love the Lord, who are going to present the gospel in whatever subject they're teaching, who understand that God is the creator of that subject, even math. You know, it's not just God is science and history. I don't know about that one. Math math might have been invented by the devil, but go ahead. (laughs) Theologically, I'm not as astute, so you can. But I, I choose the people who are influencing them and one of one of the biggest things, and I'll admit, when Aaron asked me, do you want to come on and talk about should Christians homeschool? I was like, I will never suggest that anybody should or shouldn't do anything. That is between them and the Holy Spirit. And I do believe that still, but because of my research and studying even on just that key thing, what should Christians do? I'm kind of sitting here humbled, realizing I've made some choices that I did not pray about, that I did not consult the Bible about. And so whether I ended up doing what I think the Bible guides me to do, um, I didn't do it because I was seeking the Bible. But um, Luke, I think it's Luke 640 says, the, the cliff note of that is, when your child is trained, they will be like their teacher. And I think we should be very concerned about who we want our children to be like. And in a Christian private school, it's not a guarantee, but you're more likely to probably have a like-minded— I would also say it's not a guarantee even when you pick the teachers. Would you have let Ravi Zacharias teach your kids? Because I probably would have. Um, would I have let him taught my kids one-on-one? Absolutely not, because I don't know him. That's, I'm talking about people I know I and know. share life with. I'm just with. saying no, no. we don't really know anybody. Well, that, that's, that's kind of how I feel. Is I, I don't really know any—I can do my best picking out teachers, but I'm pretty convinced I don't, I don't know anybody, Sure, unfortunately. Sure, but you're, somebody is going to do something— like you have your kids with other teachers, somebody's going to do something. And so I guess I'm disagreeing with your point that picking the teacher guarantees. You're not not listening to the teachers I pick. These are my friends that I share life with, that I live with, that I see how they teach their children. I hear what, hear what they say. Mm -hmm. I know how they study the Bible. And yes, ultimately in the end, I don't know what they do when they go home behind their closed doors. You're right. But I will never know anybody else like that. Only God's going to know that. There's zero guarantees, but right. there, there's there's also a difference between sitting under a pastor who is preaching the gospel and sitting under a pastor who is not preaching the gospel. And th- there is a natural Holy Spirit tendency to trust the pastor preaching the gospel mm-hmm. more. And so I, I would line up and understand what Carrie's saying in that, there, yes, of course, there's no like button that we can push that guarantees Holy Spirit filling for our children, grand education, um, biblical worldview instilled. But there are certain patterns and principles that we follow that would make it much more likely as we lean into the Holy Spirit that that is going to happen versus kind of subjecting them to the ideologies of, because, and this is why I go back to what I said earlier. When we talk about education, yes, this podcast is about formal education. We can do many others on other things, but the divorce that I see in Christianity and in the church today is that that we almost, some parents almost assume that the the teacher, the educator of my child is going to only educate them on mathematics and science and language and arts and whatever. That is not true. Like when we talk about, when, when Terry quotes Luke 6 that, um, or paraphrases Luke 6, that the child becomes like the teacher, it is not necessarily, and I would even argue not primarily the formal educator. It is the person the child respects most, the person that is around the child the most. So if your child is being raised up by CNN or by uh, Discovery Channel or by Nickelodeon, those are the educators of your children. And your children are going to adopt those mindsets and worldview. And so I believe, 
I know because me, Terry and I are friends. What Terry's saying, and I actually align with this, is the more godly biblical worldview influence I can instill and have over my children doesn't guarantee, but it sure you know, satisfies my soul before the Lord that I'm doing the best that I can to make sure that my children are well-rounded and, and educated in that realm. Now, that can happen in education, public education, uh, private education, or in home education. I think it's m- more easily a line drawn to, you know, So I think education. that we're all making bets, basically, and we're trying to give our kids the best chance, right? And we're trying to play the odds as best that we can, because we can't guarantee, homeschooling your kids not going to guarantee they're a Christian. Private nope. school, public school is not going to guarantee they're a Christian. So nope. we're just doing right. the best playing the odds as to what we think will give us the and greatest I chance at that I outcome. actually disagree that we're playing the odds. And this is where okay. I walked in from the time he asked me, I would not have been able to say this. The Bible actually says a lot about who should educate our children, how they should be educated. Um, what was it? The peers, the method. I can't think of the other thing right now. But there are three teachers. Like if you send your kids to a public school, private school, whatever, There's the teacher that stands in front of the classroom and says, hi, my name is Mrs. So-and-so, and and I'm your teacher. Then there's the curriculum being used to teach them. And then there are their peers. And I would say out of those three, not necessarily is one more, well, actually probably peers is more influential. So even the teacher you choose or don't choose isn't even probably the highest priority of choice. I didn't realize the Bible had as much to say about who should instruct our children, how Let's they should be real instructed. Quick, okay, because I want to hear Amy's. Yeah, I want to hear Amy's perspective on where do your kids go to school? What is your plan for your kids and why? And then respond to what we already kind of has talked about. Sure. So I'm going to go back to that whole passion gifted part mm-hmm. real quick because I feel like that kind of follows in there. Um, like I was saying, I'm not passionate about. I'm passionate about singing and dancing, but I'm not gifted in it. Um, but I think we should give you a go though. I mean, the worship band. I know, I really, I want to know what, like the dance, dance team we can get going here? I think we should have a dance <laughs> team, Amy. That, mm, I'm not sure about that one. The YouTube viewers want to see the dance. So. No. I think regardless of what you choose for your children, you have to be extremely intentional. And the first thing you should do is pray about it. Um, but I think I would love to know some of those scriptures with where God talks about that. I I personally think the things that, that I have read, I know um, Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 9 has been, you know, put at me for like, this is why we should homeschool. But I think that's talking more of what our roles as a believer, uh, a believing parent should be. Our first and foremost job is to be educating their soul, not educating their brain. Um, so I think, I think you do have to be intentional with those teachers, but I think even with sending them to public school doesn't change the fact that I still have to be extremely intentional with their gospel walk. And I have to walk out the gospel as well. So if I can, if I can, I'm going to push back softly. Sure. If it was Terry, like we, we just, if you went on vacation, let's just get to it. Come on. (laughs) We got enough side notes. Let's just get to it. Me me and Terry, uh, we don't push back just softly, but I will push back in that when, when we educate the soul, as we talked about a lot here at Building 28, Mm -hmm. We can't, and I'm not saying that you would say this, but we can't divorce the brain from that. Sure. Um, we are, like, the soul is fueled by the information that we receive. As a matter of fact, I always say informa- biblical information leads to soul transformation. And and so if God is the originator of all these subjects, then I don't think there, once again, I don't think there can be, not to say that you're arguing for this, but there can't be a divorce of these people over here who I don't know, don't have a Christian worldview, might be teaching you know, um, ideologies that are foreign to scripture, they can educate the mind of my child. And I'm going to educate the soul of my child where 
I believe, and I, I saw this my own self growing up, that the mind feeds the soul. Like what we take in, what we know about God, about the world around us, about tragedy and suffering in the world, um, it it informs and nourishes our soul. And so I would not see that passage in Deuteronomy as a statement that you need you have to homeschool your children. But and I would applaud with you, no, Amy, and anyone else. To me, is like, well, this is why you should. Yeah, exactly. And and not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it like Peter said of like like hedging our bets as much. Right. But there is a we're doing the best that we can, and that's what I would applaud in any parent mm-hmm. is absolutely if they choose the public school, private school, homeschool route, like pay careful consideration. I know we're gonna get mm-hmm. to that more, but pay careful consideration. There's not enough of that I don't think being done today. Right. Of it's just kind of this is the easiest option. This is where right. I'm gonna send my kids. This is where I'm gonna offload them. Where I'm gonna home educate because right. it's popular or whatever. As a believing um, parent, you shouldn't just. As a believing parent, you shouldn't just be like, okay, well, it's your job to educate them. It, no, it's it's our job as a, the believing parent to educate our child and to be extremely yeah, intentional with that. Um, and I just believe specifically more on a spiritual level. And again, that goes back to I'm I'm my husband and I are not passionate with homeschooling, nor are we or education specifically, but um, we're not gifted in that. We're not equipped to teach them the education, which is why we send our kids. Um, But I think we have to be extremely intentional with what we choose and how we um, educate our children. But I think the gospel has to be the first and foremost thing in in teaching our children as believing parents. I have so many questions. My first thing, when you introduced and talked about the passion, it made me think, are there things we're called to biblically that we are called to do that we're not passionate about, but we need to do them anyway? I guess that's more a question. Sure. Because sure, I think, think there the are things yes. that I'm called to do that I'm not passionate about, but God has said it, so I'm going to do it. So I'm not sure that passion alone no, is I'm, enough to say how I will or will not educate my kids, sure. I think. Sure. I, th- I don't think passion's enough. Regardless yeah. whether you have it or you don't have it, I don't think I'm it's saying enough. you can do a great job home educating your kids, even if you're not passionate about it. And I think, especially if if it's something that the Lord has led you to, He He gives you what you need to do it. And you may find things that you didn't realize you were passionate about. But with what Aaron said, I mean, the scripture that says, "Love the love the Lord your God with your heart, soul, strength, and mind," mm-hmm. brings into what we educate our children with. Uh, you know, you're talking about the spiritual education. Yes, 100% agree. But I believe what we do with their mind is just as important. Again, so private Christian school is going to be a whole other thing. Right. Let's just talk yeah. public school versus homeschooling. Yeah, no. Like Aaron said, you're, they're not I, what educated. Does that mean? Why is it a whole separate well, thing? Be, because in the public I've school heard the system, the drugs are better listen, at the private school. <laughs> who so. is ed- true? Who is educating your kids in a public school environment? I am with the you. The government Right. I'm with you with that, them. but I think that private school and public school have a lot of differences, but private school and homeschool have some differences too, like with the control and the the just kind of different aspects. But I will, I will agree with you, so I'll show my hand now. I think the wisest decision, and I don't plan me and Aaron, me and Aaron are going to be a little quieter on this episode because we're we're not I would not say we're experts right I I've experienced I don't it myself think there's an expert yeah. in the room right yeah. I, I experienced Maybe it myself I, I put more credence on what you ladies say but I experienced it myself and I have kids and we 
toured a bunch of schools, did a bunch of research and made the best decision we felt like for our kids. I call it hedging bets. People may be offended by that. I do everything I can that I think is going to give my kids the best chance to be Christians. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, I hope they're smart. I hope they get good jobs, like whatever, but I hope Hoping they're like Christians. Calvinist. So I, that, you know, I mean, <laughs> that's what I think we're here to do. You know, it's up to God, right, but yeah. I'm going to do the best I can for Absolutely. my kids. I chose the Christian school that I felt had the most biblical background, faith inducing, didn't apologize for it. Everything was built around the Christian faith, not the school with the best academics. Although I think they have great academics, Mm -hmm. but that that was not my goal when I was touring these schools. Right. I do think the wisest decision is Christian school. Um, I think obviously price is something we haven't talked about, but that's something that comes into it. We can talk Mm -hmm. about who can and can't actually afford Christian school, but we'll just say if you can't afford it, I think homeschool, I can understand that wiser decision. I do think it's, I want to hear why the public school system and what I read the Jen Wilkins article and I've heard her podcast talking about public school. I'm not convinced. So that's something more, I'm more interested here. So I understand what you're saying, comparing public and, and homeschool where we can start with that. But there are some reasons I think Christian school can teach your kids other things homeschool can't. Like what? Can, can, but I'm I don't interested. think it's biblical necessarily. So okay. that's what I was going to say. So I don't think that there's necessarily... Bi- so what I would say is... And first of can, all, I am not against private Christian school at right. all. But so I'm interested to hear sure. how you guys So I'll throw a couple out. And then I do want to get to that conversation because I think that's the more important one. But I think personally with the, the homeschool versus Christian school, I personally feel like I learned a lot of how to respect authority and people I didn't agree with and people that didn't necessarily see things exactly the same way that I did or my parents did by being in school, dealing with adversity to not have my parents be able to fix everything for me. Things happening in class with a teacher you disagree. And like I said, I got in trouble a lot. So I I was dealing with like I talked in class, used to get in trouble for that all the time. I didn't think it was a big deal, but it was a respect issue. I had to learn that. I had to get in trouble whether my parents agreed with me or not. That's something I'm not going to learn in homeschool. I don't think. I think, and I, I'm, I I'm totally sure you're going to and that's, yeah. that's totally <laughs> yeah. fine. And I think that hearing a voice other than my mom's or my dad's was a good thing for me. I think my peers, being around my peers, having to choose friends and not have my parents choose my friends for me or being the kids of their friends was important for me. I, I, all of those things personally for me and for my daughter, my daughter is very, and this is why I think public school would be problematic for maybe just my daughter. She's very curious, mm-hmm. asks tons of questions, wants to know stuff. She always agrees with us, you know, like all kids do, but she mm-hmm. always comes back and asks me. And I feel like if she was being taught certain things that I think are in public school curriculum and, and especially being pushed as we continue into modern day public school curriculum, that that would be problematic for her. And Jen Wilkins' point of the parents create the worldview, I think that's ideal, but I don't think that's necessarily the only area where our kids are getting their worldview. Mm -hmm. It's TV, it's friends, it's teachers, it's parents, it's everybody. So I think that we hope that they're getting their worldview from us, but I think they can find where they think the best worldview is from. And I think Christian school teaches a lot of life experience while not going so far as to, I don't mind if a teacher disagrees or, or teaches something different, says you say tomato and I say tomato, and we can come home and we can talk about that. I don't want to have the conversation of God didn't create the world right. and have that being reinforced to my child every day. And then me having to, you know, really fight against that. Some people think that may be a positive. I would rather teach my kids that it be reinforced at school, the biblical principles and, you know, deal with the other stuff and whether or not it's okay to make a lot of money or not okay to make a lot of money. Okay. To have this job or not okay to have that job to watch this movie or not watch this. I'm okay with those conversations coming from a Christian school. I think the conversations are different from a public school, but I think those are beneficial personally and helping them build life experience 
within st- sort of a cocoon of private schools, everybody's not a Christian at a private school. Right. I think we can all agree with that. The kids, they say the teachers and faculty are, and I hope they are. But again, I'm right. not pretending to know everybody or anybody, I should say. So that's my thought on just private school versus homeschool, while I agree that they're kind of in a similar boat than public school for this conversation. Yeah. And I, first of all, I, I meant to say, I I have six, kind of seven kids. So I've been in this question of educating for, I think I figured out 21 years now, mm-hmm. maybe a year less. And I have done public school, uh, Christian preschool, private school, private Christian school, Montessori school, the North Bay hybrid, part homeschool, part classical model. So a lot of Walk different- somebody through getting a GED. Like, I don't know if you could come up with an educational system mm-hmm. that I haven't had one of my kids involved in at some point of mm-hmm. the you know, past 24 years. Um, and I, I agree with everything you just said about a private Christian school. So what I would add to your information, Peter, is be, you don't know what you know until you're in it. So you, I can tell you have some of the common misconceptions about homeschooling that a lot of people do, a lot of Christians do. My kids are so involved in so many other activities and so many friendships and so many social engagements. And we happen to choose a program where they do go a day a week and they're with, <clears throat> excuse me, different teachers. Mm-hmm. So almost every lesson you just mentioned that was important to you from being in a school setting, my kids are getting. So it's not, we are not holed up at home, taking a couple of field trips here and there. We are actively engaged in our community and with other families. And it is very important for me that my kids can take instruction from another adult respectful, respectfully and submissively. And so because I'm being intentional and not all homeschool parents are. I agree Correct. with you. I think that's sure. the big thing is like, that's not right. what it was. Back it takes when I grew effort. Up. Yeah. You cannot just say I'm in a homeschool and sit at home. Oh my sure. And I think that's Goodness. going in the right direction for po- uh, for homeschool for sure, because that's just not how I grew up right. where you were super involved with other teachers. And if you weren't well equipped with that, a lot of the people I grew up with were like, no, no, I'm, I, I know what I'm talking about. I'm going to do it when when let's be honest, like it's okay to say, hey, I'm not, let me find somebody. I think that's very wise. Um, and I also think it's very biblical. Like if, if I couldn't answer your question for my kid biblically, Aaron, here you go. Like help me figure this out to, you know, explain to my kid. So I think that's extremely wise and definitely a step in the it's, right direction and, and not hard. how I was raised at all. It is you know? hard and it is a sacrifice of time and it is exhausting. Mm-hmm. And there are days I dream about putting my kids on the yellow bus and having a day without cool. them there. Um, so I'm, it seems like your argument for a private Christian school being better than a homeschool. I agree with everything you've said, but I don't think that you understand that every value that you are finding important there is happening because of my intentionality with my kids. I think that it's good to know that you're, mom or dad is not going to be able to fix everything for you. And I think that in all I do of the, not fix everything. I'm not for saying my you kids. do. I'm not saying you do. I'm just saying if, if I'm being homeschooled, I realize the buck stops with mom or dad, right? When it comes to my grades or whatever it may be, what I can do, what I can't do. And in school, you do have to learn how to navigate those waters at a younger age. And I think, again, a lot of this is preference. I don't want anybody to think I think there's any issue biblically with with homeschool or anything like that, because right. I don't. And especially like you're saying, I think the most important thing, I'll tell you where I do have an issue biblically is if people want to homeschool their kids so they can travel and not have yes. a schedule and that's, whatever. That's me. <laughs> Why, why do you have an issue with that? Because I don't think, I think that's talking, that's thinking about you. 
and what you want to do versus what's best for your kids. Oh, if you want to push, I would push on that okay. and that, and that my kids, my kids learn so much traveling, like for real, like they do, kids like do. they learn so much, like, like Spurgeon, my oldest, who's good friends with Brooklyn. He, he is incredibly curious, mm-hmm. very different than Brooklyn. He's much more, anyway, innocent. very different. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine. Yeah, he's, um, but he asked a million questions about nature and animals. And, and when we go into the Smoky Mountains, the Blue Ridge Mountains, or when we go out west or down to the Keys, like he is, we purposefully, and this is, I think that word, what, whatever mm-hmm. educational I'm biting platform. I'm my tongue on so many jokes, but okay. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> whatever educational platform we choose, that word purposeful needs to be a part of it. We are very purposeful in, because we talked about this in the Harry Potter podcast, like we're very purposeful in the books that we read to our kids or even movies we show them of talking about the gospel to them and educating and shaping their worldview. And the same when it comes to to when we travel. And so, yes, if it's just a self-centered, so I want to be okay, I want to be able to go and fine, do this thing. Fine. Like, if you're going to plan your travels around education, fine. I think if you're a godly parent, you, you should do that with any aspect of life for yeah. your kids. You know, Sure, I agree yeah. with you. But but what I was saying is if you did it because you as the parents want to travel and not be like tied to a schedule so you can do whatever you want and education falls, like we'll do it when we have time to do it. That's sure. what I meant by if that's why you choose homeschool, I think I'd have a problem with that. If, sure. if school was so low on your priorities for your kids because they're like, oh, they'll learn it just living life and, you know, being around and mm-hmm. stuff. I think there are aspects of that and I think they do learn from that, whether they're in public school, Christian school or homeschool, they're learning that you're traveling, you're seeing nature, going to the zoo, whatever it may be. But I'm saying if that's why you're making the decision to homeschool, as opposed to like Carrie seems to be saying where she's done all this research, determined the best way to do it, filled the holes she can't fill, put them in other activities so they can get some of that as well. I mean, that's obviously that's great. I think that's great for any Christian parent that's trying to set up the best Christian education. And that doesn't mean Christian school, but set up the best Christian education that you can possibly set up for your kids, kudos. That, but that's let what me I be say. honest, but I, I fell into all of that. I, you know, mm-hmm. yes, after 11 years of home educating, you know, now I think I'm finally getting a few things. I Luckily originally, you have so many kids that you're I, still going to get it right I with know, some I of get, them. <laughs> Colt might have a chance. That's right. You know, I, know. I, have I think a he does. He's awesome. I think he does. Um, and and cool to add, I am even considering a Christian private school for my entering junior next year. Mm-hmm. So I'm not against except then I've done all this research for this podcast. And I'm like, oh, now I really need to go back and think about why I'm making the decisions I'm making. But I originally homeschooled because um, I was completely not okay with the academics. And honestly, at that point, it wasn't even the secular versus Christian. It was just the low level of academics that are being offered to our children in the government-run schools. It's it's not okay. We are being dumbed down as a nation by the government system. And if you do any bit of research on how even public school started, why they came to be, what the purpose is, even if we knew that history, which who of us looks at that? I sent my kid right to that public school, didn't even care about how it started. Because in our culture, that's just what you do. But I think we as Christians need to dig a little deeper and understand a little more about why we're choosing what we're choosing. And I, again, I've got this Bible and people listening can't see it, but I took out all the tabs and I've only tabbed scripture that addresses who should teach our kids, who their who their peers should be. This is all about education. And it's so much more full of- I don't, I don't know if I agree with the, if it's talking about formal education. That but, would be my- yeah. But so, but are we going to divorce- no, because education. I think your kids are getting educated and soaking up every second of every day. 
I mean, they I think are. they're, they're being so taught. And so don't we want to be really careful about what they're soaking up? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's the, I think yeah. that's the intentional part of it. Um, and to be honest, I mean, I think you're one of the first homeschooler moms that I've come across who are extremely intentional with your kid's education. And I don't think it's a one size fits all with education. I think it's child by child. I think it's I agree um, semester by semester. You know, you, you've got to be praying about it. You've got to be intentional. Like, God, is this the direction? Because as Christian believers, we are called to shepherd their soul and make sure that when they're asking us different questions, whether it's private school or public school or homeschool, when they come to you with these different questions, you know, first you don't want to be harsh with them because then they're not going to want to come and talk to you about difficult questions. You want to come down and talk with them and go, well, this is what, take it always should be taken back to scripture. This is what God says about it. And that's the ultimate authority. Um, And so for six hours a day, that's not what's happening to them when they're in a public school system more so in a private Christian school, but in the public school system, nobody is allowed, even if you have a godly teacher, and there are some amazing godly public school teachers sure. out there, they're not allowed to take it back to Scripture or to right, take it not. back That's for the parents six. Job. That's the parent's job is to take it back to Scripture. But I don't want my kids for six hours a day but if I'm not being equipped, taught something different. If I'm not equipped and, and, and gifted in educating my child, I'm going to send them to somebody who is, just like I would send them to a dentist or to a doctor because they are gifted and equipped in that. And so I would send them to that to get taken care of because my dentist and my doctor isn't my spiritual leader, you know, our church is. And so if I have questions with that, I go to Aaron or I don't, I don't, I go to someone who's equipped with that. I don't. Do you feel like there is, because we've heard the case for Christian school from Peter, um, Case for Christ. And and the <laughs> case for homeschool more so from Carrie. Uh maybe maybe some of the things I've interjected. Um I would like to camp for a second on can there be a case made for public school? Like can can we make that case? And in in kind of conjunction with that, are there critical years? Uh, every every year of our child's life is critical. Sure. But I have heard the argument from good pastor friends that we have trained our children through the first, you know nine years of their education. And now we're kind of releasing them as a junior in high school to be a missionary in the culture. And I've seen like, we, we planted building 28 from three or four kids at Dunning high school who became missionaries and reached a ton. I mean, Jeffrey and I were leading youth group with 40 kids, most of which were invited by like three of our students from Dunning high school. So there is an aspect if we're purposeful and intentional again, of missionary activity. And there's also an aspect, I think, when they're around kindergarten, first, second grade, where maybe they're not as influenced yet because they're not being subjected, even though it's every year it's becoming a lower age where they're subjected mm-hmm. to things you wouldn't Absolutely. want them to. But um, so we sent our son Spurgeon to public school last year, but it was a charter. A charter school. And so that's different. In the state of Florida, we have that where you have fundamental schools and charter schools. And there is a big difference between that and regular public school. In addition, Carrie was mentioning, I mean, public school has specialized programs too. So you don't have to do that common core kind of, you know, uh, the very base, you can, you can escalate if if you, um, if the parents are involved. And so we, we did that, but we, we did see even with him in kindergarten, an adverse effect. And, and Spurgeon, once again, is very impressionable. He is not as for better or worse, as strong as Brooklyn is. And so, in that he's very sweet, but he's also very easily influenced, impressionable, mm-hmm. and and so if we saw him coming home with behaviors that we were not okay with, and we would instruct him in, and we would discipline him in, and yet releasing him from eight thirty to three thirty every day 
not just around the, the teacher who was very nice and sweet and seemed like a decent educator, but around the children who are coming from this diversity of backgrounds. Mm -hmm. He wasn't ready to be a missionary. I mean, he wasn't even a believer at the time. Um, and so can the case be made? And, and I don't just want Amy to have to argue this. I mean, can the case be made for many of us that public education is an adequate avenue for a Christian to make? And if you, if you can't find that, then that's, I understand. But like, I think that that argument can be made. You so, think it can be made? I think it can be okay. made that public education hear, is not anti I want to hear from Amy, and then I have one question for Carrie that may help. Sure. Make Coming an at argument. me, I don't Peter, know. aren't you? <laughs> I just, I want to know okay. what you think about this, because okay. this is what kind of came to my mind. But go ahead, Amy. So first. condense that question real quick, because that was a lot at once. Sure. So I want to sure. make sure I, I, all I the think case be made for public school being the wisest choice for a Christian parent to school their children. I'm not saying it's the wisest choice. Can it be I'm, a wise choice? I'm saying I think it's it can adequate. Be, it can be an sure an adequate. It can. I mean, again, it, it goes back to: Are you being intentional with your children with the gospel specifically? But I think, yeah, there are definitely in, impressionable times with kids' age, um, and some dear friends of ours who are in Jacksonville. Aaron actually had that exact issue with one of their daughters, where you know they send their all three of their kids to public school, and one of them specifically was having that attitude issue. Now, I mean, I think you would agree with this or we all would like the sin's there. The struggle sure. is there, you know, whether, yeah. whether the public school is going to bring it out, homeschool, private school, it, it's going to come out because the sin's there. Um, so I, I mean, I think you just have to be extremely intentional. Like we have lots of conversations with my son. We pray every morning before I drop him off. When we, you know, pick him up, we talk about it and it, it's always, I'm not saying, I don't think it's a one size fits all. I don't think that you have to do any one of these. And I think it's season by season. I, so yeah, we, we are choosing to put our kids in public school because we think it's the right decision for us. Cause I don't, sure. you know, I don't believe that we are, we're definitely not passionate about private or homeschool and we're definitely not equipped or gifted to educate our children in that. So that is why we are sending them to public in school. But I think- yeah. We have to be extremely intentional about God in sure. our kids' life of, yes, God created the world. And yeah, so I don't yeah, know. I was going to say, in fairness, there there are people listening. There are multitudes of Christians around sure. the country who legitimately love Jesus and Absolutely. care deeply about their children. And they are not able to afford private education. Correct. And they are not able to physically homeschool. I mean, you have single single mothers right. who are having Absolutely. to work a job. You have, uh, you know, you have two a parent, uh, two parents, a uh, father and a mother who are having to work outside the home for other reasons. You have you have people who are caretaking for older relatives mm -hmm. who can't take care of their children as well. And all. so there are legitimate reasons here, and I want to be sympathetic toward that because yeah, there are very legitimate reasons. I want to be sympathetic, but I want to push back a little. The thing where you said about the sin, it's there. Oh mm -hmm. my goodness, is it there? What I have the gift of, I see the sin and I get to address it immediately right there. And when those kids are little, it's so much easier to address a sin, a badful behavior, whatever is going on in that moment than trying to talk about it later in the afternoon when they've really kind of disconnected. That's just one one little gift of, now I have to deal with all of it and that's sure. not so enjoyable but I do get to address those things almost as they're happening. So two things on the cost of private school. So number one, I personally think there's no money better spent than sending my kids to private school. I would so agree. As far as affording it, I think that, 
I don't like to count other people's money or put my hand in other people's pockets, but I think that, that I would budget and try to figure out a way if I had to, to send my kids to private school. So I'll start with that. Number two, not saying everybody else has to do that. I'm just saying my, from my perspective, I think it's really important and a great use of resources for your kids. Number two, John Piper wrote an article that I thought was awesome and to put did. pressure on, I mean, listen, when my guy's with me, it just makes it just it gives <laughs> all right, me enough all the of these side trolls, Peter. I've got my big, strong dad behind me. Um, so I think that it, what would be awesome, what I'd love to see, especially if people really feel this way about some issues, especially continuing to get worse in public schools, just in the nation generally, is more churches with people like Carrie, maybe starting Christian education, Christian schools, that's more affordable. Like every Christian school shouldn't be ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars a year per kid. Yeah. It shouldn't be like that. If you're, that if we all think that's the best option, it shouldn't be cost preclusive. You're you're kind of hitting on my pushback a little bit okay. with the things. And again, I understand in the culture we're living in and how things are today, everything you said is absolutely mm-hmm. legitimate. But I think some of it is now legitimate because we as the church, global church, have not stepped into areas of help where maybe we should have in helping the single mom. And I agree. And even when you're talking about two-income families, if we haven't taught how important it is to educate our children with a biblical worldview, whether it's private Christian school or homeschooling or, or whatever, then we've also sent the message that having the nicer house, having the nicer exactly. car, having the nicer vacations is more important. And I agree with you. I think the church should be much more involved in sending the message of how important it is to um, saturate your kids. And the verse that was given, and there's a couple of more just like it, I think that is important. It is saying, when you sit, when you walk, when you lie down, when you rise up, and how can we do that if they're gone from us half the time, particularly if it's in a situation where they're actually being taught a secular worldview. It's absolutely the opposite. But if the church taught more the importance of that, and then we were accountable to stepping in to helping where help was needed, then people might make some different choices instead of feeling trapped by some of the circumstances that you said. I understand all the angles, obviously. I think I think if if we were honest in our family, and maybe it's just we don't prioritize enough, to Peter's point, we'd probably pick private school of the three options. Now, I think, but I was going to say, I think a strong case can be made for public school, a strong biblical case. It. I want to hear it. Okay. In that if there is radical intentionality from the parents to meet your teachers, to choose your school based upon who is going to be educating your child. So even if they're not able to speak the gospel in the classroom, if you know your teacher is a believer, and I know you can't always. It's impossible. But I, know, I know you can't always, but. You can't choose your public, your kid's public school teacher that you're zoned for what grade they're in. You know, like you, you can be intentional. There are, there no, are that's options not, that are there. Uh, yeah. There are options, but there's not, ex- there's not going to be a Christian teacher every, every year for every grade for every public and school. I would, I would well, no, you but you can te- still be super intentional. Either. Like we got to pick my son's teacher this year. Sure. So. I think that were you able to investigate whether like which ones of them were Christians and and do you think you'll be able to do that every year? If if COVID hadn't gotten involved, we could have done more <laughs> diving deep into it because I did love her intentionality with the kids and watching how she dealt with them. Um, and meeting the teachers, I think, is vital about the parents being super involved. I don't think it's a hands-off, okay, here's your teacher, go to school. I think it's a meet the teacher, know who you're sending your kids to, um, and having that open conversation with the teacher. Even if it's not a believer, I think that's an opportunity for me to be sharing the gospel with his teacher. 
Um, you can do that but, without but sending there, your kids there. there I there's think so many, I mean, there's so many sure, things that but... happen, like even with peers. Again, we, we keep talking about the teachers. And I think the more important conversation is about the peers because they actually are more influential to our kids, especially as they get every year they get older. Their mm-hmm. friends are more important. One of my children uh, had a job at a rec center. So the public school kids come after school mm-hmm. and uh, there were stories all the time. But all these kids have their phones now, which is basically the entire world in their hand. Mm -hmm. And it's younger and younger, first graders, second graders have their phones. And he had to stop two kids from showing pictures and having a conversation. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say it. It was a highly, highly inappropriate topic for us as adults, much less for this 11-year-old child. And if my child had been the one there and kind of was a buddy and here, see this and look what I know and let me tell you this word— there's nothing I can do about that then. See, I don't know if public school, but, Christian school, homeschool fixes it, that problem. You're right. right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. peers are so, that could be sure. happening right now. Stuff happens right now with my kids and the friends sure. that I am seriously intentional right. about them hanging out with. It does happen. But I want to have that boundary as close as possible to me instead of having it way out here. So if my standard is, is here, it's really high for who my kids hang out with, and then the junk comes because it does, then they're probably going to fall down to this level a little bit with what they're influenced with. But if my standard is here and they're going to fall. Yeah, that, but I don't think that's a, a public school, private school question. I don't, I, I don't think. So I'm, I think I'm, it's a. I need to race back. Okay. Yeah, I really want to hear your argument. Time to, yeah, yeah. To, to arguments because I want to make sure yeah, that. for the public school. Let's like, hear it. And I don't want to provide fodder for somebody who's just copying out because I know that's not what Amy's doing. Right. That's not what Absolutely probably not. many people are doing who are sending their children. But I know it's easiest to just go, oh, it's public school. Like, I'll just put mm-hmm. my kid on a bus or drop them off. And that's Absolutely. it. It's very um, enticing. There are, there are, at least in our area. So most of our viewers are from our area. Our listeners are from our area. But I would, I would imagine across the United States, um, there are multiple options for public education. When we talk about fundamental schools, we talk about charter schools, we talk about different programs. Terry's listed a plethora of different programs, some of which are more in the home educational realm and some in the Christian, but also in the public educational realm. So you don't just have to like send them to that bottom rung of class. You know, there, there are options that are there. And a lot of times when you get into those fundamental schools or charter schools, the teachers they select while they might not be Christian, they certainly have a more pro-God worldview that's going on there that helps to inform morality in your children, which we all want that. And and also helps to deal with like the school that my child, this Spurgeon went to last year, there was a no tolerance for language, for mm-hmm. um, for th- those types of pictures being passed around for phones in the classroom. So there are different options there. I would also, I think, pretty legitimately argue that almost all the dangers that you point to at public school can, maybe not as prolifically, but can still go down in private oh, school they for did. sure. It does for go sure. down. And it even in homeschool, does. especially if you're enrolled in co-ops yep. and sports and, and whatever. Yeah, yeah, There's going to be bad yes. kids everywhere. I always say yes. that. Right. That's not why you send them to Christian school. We even toured a Christian school that apologized basically for being a Christian school and said stuff like they learned the you know, biblical principles and Christianity and circle time playing with their friends, but we're just all about academics here. And I wasn't interested in that. Right. I don't need to pay money for that. There are a lot of Christian schools like right. that. That's that, very important. And that's to my note. point. That's why I would choose a Christian school. My one question on to Carrie, because I think she is most in line with me where if you can do something other than public school, I think 
we should try as Christians. I'm not saying public school is not biblical. I'm not saying you're in sin if you send your kids to public school at all. Right. I think not. if you're intentional and you're making the best decision. But the the hardest question for me to answer in my head is, so what does public education look like in America if all Christians leave? That is a problem. Right. That's that's um, what that's what like where that can't be the answer, right? I mean, I don't I don't think. I am not super educated in this history, so I'm probably wrong. So I can give like a cliff note version. Mm-hmm. Actually, this this group education thing is not really that old of a concept, mm-hmm. um, a couple of hundred years. Um, and mostly when people started being educated together in groups, the Catholic church was highly involved in that. And then the Protestants got involved. And then it went to, uh, along with the industrial revolution, uh, the government being more involved in wanting, there's so much darkness in it too, about not trusting the parents. So let's get these kids in here. So they think like we think like the government. And, and they're I, allowed to like give mental health and psychological health and birth control without parental consent. And I know and do we're all, we're all aware of the whole sex, sex education right. thing. And, and it is more and more prevalent now. There's a couple of states now that are requiring it in kindergarten. Now it's supposed to be age appropriate, but I don't know that I'm going to trust what mm-hmm. the government thinks is right. age appropriate for any yeah. of my children is truly age appropriate. And um, some of them are not even requiring parental consent anymore. Right. That, Again, a whole other topic. Um, ask me again specifically what. So what is what is public education look like in the United States if all Christians leave? Christian yeah. teachers, Christian students, everybody. Well, hopefully the church gets involved and and even and we do more of what you're saying. There are we create and we come up with better, affordable, I would hope even some free options for educating kids. You know, even neutral would be better than what is happening in public schools right now. But there is no neutral. We, we are not school, educated in a yeah. vacuum. A worldview is being taught. Yeah. And it's what worldview do you want to be taught? But it it does matter. There's a missionary aspect to that about unbelieving yeah, families, that I don't think unbelieving my, like, seven, kids. Eight, nine-year-old is evangelizing in, in school. Right. I really don't. I mean, but, they right, could. But to go back are, to Amy's earlier statement, families. she said— she said evangelizing and sharing the gospel with a teacher. And you were like, well, you could do that without your kid being there. Not nearly as mm-hmm. easily Easy. accessible. I agree. Right? Like, like you have, you have an access, you have a relationship right. that's being built, Absolutely. especially if you're proactive and go, I mean, like, so if you're a, if you're a parent with a public school child, like being proactive with serving the teacher, letting, or like communicating with them, asking them what they need, mm-hmm. bringing them gifts, yep. opening a door of Being communication there for them. the sake yeah. of the gospel. Like those are things you can't do once again in a public or homeschool setting. And just to be clear, my child went to public, public school last year and yeah, um, went to public school last year, a charter school and is being homeschooled now. And so we have personally, not universally, once again, that's a big distinction. I would not universally say anybody has to pick anything, right, right. but I think wisdom should prevail. I think parents should be very proactive. And for us personally, I'm convinced that homeschool is the right way for us now. And to mm-hmm. Amy's point, it might change next year. Like we'll, we pray through it. And depending on the sanity of my wife after a full year of homeschooling, it's uh, awful. first grader. It's so hard. Um, yeah. And, but for us now, that is where we are. And mostly because Every ideology we have dissected on this podcast over the last six months is almost all of them without exception are being pushed in public education now. Um, They're being pushed. The whole woke agenda, the – well, fortunately for us, our state is not going to be pushing CRT now uh, as of yesterday. But but there are so many ideologies that are being pushed upon the children, the sexual revolution, that I would rather my seven-year-old and five-year-old learn these things – at, from us at home 
at the appropriate age when we feel like it's time for them. And so that's why we've chosen that. If somebody chooses the public education route or the private school route, they have to be very proactive with not just the teacher, but talking with their child. I would say every day when their child comes home, what are every you learning? Day. What have your classmates, what yeah, are they instilling you? But I think that's and important in every school and not to think if you send your kids to Christian school, you don't need to do that. So Absolutely. I think right. that's kind of the wrap. It's, it's equally important in all three arenas. Right. And mm-hmm. I think that's the the thing to end on that all parents, Christian parents should pray about it, be intentional and do what's best for your child's Christian education, whether it's in public school private Christian school, homeschool, whatever, it should be your your children's Christian education because you want them to become Christians. None of these guarantee that they're going to be Christians, Correct. but our intentionality, I think, is most important as parents, no matter what we choose. One more point I would I would throw out there, and that is that I think there could be a case made for public school over Christian school, private education, in the realm of, I would say, the the, the greater destruction in a sense facing our children today is a soft a, gospel a falsified gospel yes yeah. a falsified gospel a warped gospel and when you're shrouded in darkness the light is much more evident than when the light has been twisted and manipulated into something it's not and so by sending my kid and i'm not once again there are, there are schools who are doing it well and, right. and maybe you know maybe the school that that brooklyn's going to is but there are so many schools that are not teaching committed christianity radical Christ-centered living, um, the gospel that Jesus and the apostles taught. They're teaching this kind of watered-down, warped, non-committed view of Christianity that I don't want my children to have any part of. I'd rather them stand as little missionaries in the culture and have to like battle the darkness with our help, a lot of our help. It's a good than, good idea for than, you to bring that point up now yeah. at the end of the podcast so that I don't well, get if, to destroy it. Yeah, yeah, you don't have time If a school, Christian, private, whatever, homeschool, because not all homeschools are Christian homeschools. Sure. If a school is not teaching biblical truths, are they by default teaching false doctrine? Well, they, well, they are, but it's way easier to spot false doctrine when they're not putting the name of Jesus in it. Like when they're saying, well, you don't, we don't buy into anything about Jesus. We don't believe the Bible. Then when a school is saying, oh, we do believe the Bible and we believe in this kind of loosey-goosey Jesus right. that's not, you know, like it's, it's, way, it's much more difficult for a seven or eight or nine-year-old to be able to understand okay, this is anti-Christian. This is Christian? Like, you know, and but it's not. They misunderstand properly taught gospel too. So, I mean, again, I think that's a separate conversation. But do we want them inundated with false doctrine? Again, I think this is a being intentional. Yeah. But you are not sitting in the classroom with them for six hours being intentional that all that time while they are being bombarded with I mean, you can't with be with them 24 hours a day, all those days, things. I mean, they're eventually going to get old enough where, yeah, they're, they're not. I mean, they're going to go off to college. I know, but while they are little and impressionable and taking in so much, it won't all be perfect gospel Christ-like, but I would like as much of it as it can to be that. We're going to have to, yeah, well, unfortunately, <laughs> wrap it down for today. We need, we need more because, yeah, narrow may, may, topics Maybe a part two if, if there's a demand. Um, but uh, anyway, hopefully we were encouraged today challenge in our thinking a little bit amy thanks for being on carrie thanks for being on jeffrey as always a pleasure bro great behind, time, behind the curtain until next time thanks for listening to out of odds if you enjoyed this episode share it with your friends and leave us a review on apple podcasts spotify or anywhere you listen out of Oz is produced by building 28 church and podcast royale You can find out more about the show and Building 28 by visiting outofozpodcast.com. 
New episodes drop every Monday, and you can get each one automatically by subscribing in your favorite podcast app.